0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Wattress. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Hi there, and welcome back to Everyday Revival. It's been a a couple weeks. We had a new baby um, in the family, and so we're just thrilled with uh, our our new little grandson. It's just awesome. We're um, looking forward to um, many uh, many years and and many fun times with them. But um, we're back on. and and so if if you are with us and you're following through uh, the series that we're doing about um, stretching and and um, and, you know going forward, uh, you're you're gonna really like this one today because we're talking about pressing. We're talking about um, straining uh, forward. We left off with this verse actually last time. And I'm just gonna pick up with it again this time. Um, again, if you have your Bibles, uh, you're, you're just listening to it, just sitting there and you're able to like, use this as like a little Bible study. Um, great. Uh, love it when people just get the word of God out and they actually look at what, what we're talking uh, about. Um, uh, it's always a great idea (laughs) to follow through in your own Bibles. But if you're not, if you're on your way to work or, you know, ladies, I always say putting on your makeup because that's when I listen to things is when I'm getting ready in the morning. Um, I don't like to waste time. And so um, I multitask a lot of times and, and, and get things done. But, um, but in, in, in doing that, you know, make sure that you're actually retaining it and it's going on the inside. So we are going to pick up here in Philippians uh, 3.14, and last time I read it to you in the NIV. And um, I love this verse um, because I, I, I really love Paul. I think, you know, just so many things about Paul's life— uh, that I can relate to. Um, I didn't fall off a horse and see a, uh, you know, a shining light that blinded me. Um, but kind of like that. Um, so I turned my life around, um, when I, when I, uh, you know, gave my life to him and I, I just got my life turned around. I'm telling you, it changed me. It changed Paul. He had some of these, these same things. And here's what he said in Philippians 314, NIV, he says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. So isn't that funny? He, I, I take every, every line, and I just really look at him. I mean, he was saying, look, there was a humbleness in, in what he was saying. He wasn't saying, I'm the great apostle Paul, and I'm coming to you because yeah, I'm the man. You know, I've got this down. Um, I know what I'm doing, so you need to listen to me. He said, no, look, I'm writing to you. I want you to understand I don't consider myself to have taken hold of it yet, but one thing I do, and actually I have a sermon called "One Thing." Um, you know, it's it's just the one thing that we need to be focused on. Um, and, and here's what he said: simple, down down to the brass tacks, right here. Forgetting what is behind, forgetting what is behind, and I strain towards what is ahead. You know, if we just took that one thing. And we just today on, uh, you know, the, I don't even know what the date is today, but the, take this day and we just said, you know what, everything that's happened up until now, all of my accomplishments, all the things that I think are just real wonderful, all my great sermons, all the wonderful things I do in my business, you know, I think I'm just great at all that. Take all your accomplishments, take all your failures, because those are the things that hang us up a lot, don't they? You know, just the failures, the things that we we hold and we count them. We say, oh, I did this, I did that. You take all of that, you put it in a pile, and you say, you know what? I'm forgetting what is behind. Everything is behind me because today's a new day, and I'm straining towards what is ahead. I think if we could just put our eyes straight ahead and look straight ahead on, on to Jesus, because the Bible says he's the author and he's the finisher of my faith. (laughs) That means he's the one who created it, and he's the one who's going to finish it. We've just got to stay on board. We've got to stay on the faith train, right? And so he said, I'm forgetting what is behind, and I'm straining towards what is ahead. Then he said something. He said, I press. I do it. God is not pressing for you. God's already done everything he's going to do. He's already accomplished everything in in redemption. He he, he already did it. He said, here, this is yours. So that's why Paul said, I press. I'm going to do something. I'm making the movement towards you. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So I, I just, I just love that. He, he just, he had a mentality that, look, I know the plan. I know what God has called me to. He touched my life. He turned it around and I'm on course and I'm not taking my eyes off the prize. I'm not taking my eyes off what God has called me to. And, you know, there's so many things in life that and, uh, I call, you know, of course they're distractions But the enemy is the master of distractions. He'll get you distracted. In fact, while you're listening to this podcast, you might say squirrel and you've got your mind on something else. He's a master of distraction. He's going to try to distract you at the times in your life, especially when you need it the most, when you need the word, you need that that spoken into your life. He's going to try to distract you the most. Because he doesn't want you going towards the prize, he doesn't want you with your eyes straight ahead. He wants you distracted. I like what one person said. They said, "If you're looking down, you're self-absorbed. You're looking at yourself." But when when he said to look up, you know, when I look forward, I'm looking towards him. I'm looking straight ahead. I'm keeping my eyes on him. But when I'm looking down, all I'm a all I'm thinking about is me and my family, and my stuff. But Paul here was saying, "I'm pressing. I'm doing something with action in it. I, it, you know, it's a verb. It, it's an action word. He, you know, uh, sitting is an action word because you're doing something. You're sitting, right? But he didn't say, "I'm sitting." He said, "I'm pressing." So I'm asking you that question today: Are you pressing in your Christian life? What are you doing in your Christian life? Are you just going to church? Are you involved in your church? Are, are, you, are you helping? Are you a part of the supply there at your local church? Or are you just a, 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 an attender, right? So what, what are you doing and what, what am I doing to press in my Christian walk? What am I doing to go forward? And to, to go towards the things of God. Or am I just sitting? Am I just satisfied? So much of the American church, you know, people just get satisfied. They just like where they are in life. They like the money that they're making. They like the, the, the way their family is, the way they have it set up. They like everything just the way it is, and they don't want anything to disrupt that. Uh, so, But see, when, when Jesus comes to live on the inside of us, he, he, it's not our plan anymore. It's not our way anymore. It's not Burger King. Have it your way. It, it's, it's his way. And so, um, we wake up and, and we say, what do you want, God? What do you want to work on in me today, God? What, what is it that you have for me today to say to somebody else? What would you want me to do today? When I'm, when I'm at my job, is there anybody that you would point out to me that I can help, that I can smile at, that I can, you know, reach out to, that I can tell them I'm praying for them? What is it I can do? That's what makes your Christian life fulfilling. It's not sitting, it's pressing. I'm telling you, it's, it's the secret ingredient uh, to a great Christian life. So we ask the question, you know, what are you doing? But we also ask, can ask the question, who does the pressing? Is God, Like I said, is God doing the pressing? Or are we doing the pressing? No, Paul said, I press. Well, I like this definition of pressing. Pressing. To pursue in a hostile manner. Interesting. To pursue in a hostile manner. To run swiftly in order to catch a person or a thing. Notice, they're running swiftly. They're pursuing in a hostile manner. So, you know, if let's say uh, you have kids and you came up to a busy intersection and you were going to cross the road and your three-year-old, you know, doesn't want to hold your hand and is trying to get, get loose of your hand and wants to get out across that road and just run out into traffic, what would you do? You would surely pursue in a hostile manner. your little three-year-old, right? You would run swiftly in order to catch them. That would be pressing, right? So you're pressing that way in your Christian life. So when you get up in the morning, you know, it's funny because I laugh because, you know, the, there's a whole other side where people just say relax and, you know, God loves you. Man, he, he loves you and he knows all, all about you and he's just a cool God. And, you know, they make it so just this easy greasy kind of thing and that there's no effort on our part and I want to take it I'm not taking it to the other extreme but I am bringing it to the middle of the road that we do have a part to play in this we do have a part and that is oppressing so not oppressing oppressing but a pressing towards him so when when I get up in the morning for example what does that look like I get up and I'm talking to him I'm getting in the shower, getting ready, putting on my makeup. I'm going through my day, getting my breakfast. You know, I'm thinking about the things of God. I'm thinking about Scripture that's, that I've been meditating on, uh, you know, something that He's been, you know, dealing with me about, maybe about prayer or whatever. I'm, I've am i got my mind stayed on Him. That's what, what Scripture says. That will keep Him... In perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So when I'm pressing, I'm, I'm keeping my mind stayed on him. I don't have my Bible out, you know, thumping it around all day. I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping my mind and my heart turned towards him and what he would have to say and what he would have me to do. That's what I mean by pressing. So to pursue in a hostile manner, to run swiftly in order to catch something. So this right there, in, in the pressing, you see there's like a, a boldness that comes on you. There's a, uh, a boldness, a, a tenacity. You're, you're constantly moving, and you want to grow in the things of God. You're walking, you're, you're running towards the things of God. You're going that direction. Um, because, listen, uh, you know, having a relationship with him, with, with our Heavenly Father is so, it should come so natural to us. It shouldn't be a drudgery. It shouldn't be the the five do's and don'ts. It should be this natural want to, right? There's a want to on the inside. You want to spend time with him. You want to be around him. You want to be around his people, right? You want to be around and go to church, right? Because going to church is not a drudgery. It's not a clock in, clock out thing. It's, I want to go to church because I know I'm going to learn and I'm going to get things and I'm going to have something to give. You know, we teach our people here, you know, when you come, you come prepared on the inside. Come ready on the inside because you're going to see your brothers and sisters in Christ, right? And you want to you want to be able to uh, share a smile uh you know, pat them on the back, you know, talk to them about the things of God. It's not It's not just about you. And so um, there, there's so much here. But anyway, we want to keep our, our thinking expanded. That's what we've been talking about in all these podcasts in this series, is we don't want to have small thinking. I, I, I don't want to have that small thinking that, I oh, I just go to church. And, you know, that's that's been so pounded in in our society in the last 10 to 15 years is that church is just this, you know, either it's this cool thing that we do and, you know, I, it's just I'm so cool and I go to church and, you know, we do like this and then we're out in 20 minutes and, you know, or there's this idea of, you know, it's, it's a drudgery And, you know, that's so it's archaic and nobody goes to church anymore. No, why why are we talking about these things? Because there's a pressing in, even when there's hard things we're facing. There's a pressing in and a going forward when we're dealing with things on the inside of us. We don't stop and sit and suck our thumb. No, we get up and and we take God's word and we say, what does your word say about my situation? How am I going to go forward in this with you, God? You're my, you're the Lord of my life. And, um, so we're not going to quit. We're going to contend and we're going to strive against difficulties in our life. We're going to keep going when it seems difficult and hard. We're going to keep going forward. Uh, I remember years ago, this is years ago when I was in college and I was on a rowing team. Um, I know it sounds bizarre, but anyway, I was in a rowing, on a rowing team at, um, the college I went to. And, um, you know, I, I sometimes would, would sit in the, uh, I can't remember what position I sat in, but I would sit to where I wasn't the best one is what I'm trying to say. And so they have a caller, or I can't remember what the person is called, but they call out, they, they're like, row, row, or they'll count numbers, one, two, you know, and everybody is in unison rowing, right, so that because if you're off, you're going to cause the boat not to, uh, not to go forward. And I just remember feeling like the weak, weak link, right? Because uh, you know, I would try to bring the oars up out of the water and you have to do it. There's a, there's an art to it where you bring the oars up out of the water and come back down and everybody's in unison and the same timing and timing's a huge part of it. But anyway, you can feel when you're not doing that or somebody's not doing their part in a, in a, in a, in a good way that y- you can feel the boat kind of pull and you can kind of feel the the uh, the hardness of trying to go against the current and you know so so many times i think christians they're they're in this this boat and their their timing and their rowing ability is off because they're not looking To God to help them. They're not looking to Him as their source, and they're trying to do everything on their own. And they're coming up against the hardness of trying to do all the work on their own. But I'm telling you, man, when you get in the in the boat and you got the Holy Ghost in the boat with you, you got Jesus in the boat with you, you got God the Father, you got them in there with you, and you're you're in timing with them. There, the you know the Holy Ghost is calling out, and you're rowing in your life, and you're going. After him and you're pressing and you're going the direction that you need to be going, it becomes like, I remember when it was good and, and it was smooth, it was like gliding across the water. We were going fast and we gained more ground. And that's us, y'all. If we will just ask him for help and and quit striving in our own strength against these things, he's going to help us in that press. He's going to help us in that uh, in that, uh in that effort, uh, in doing that. One last verse I want to leave you with today. I'm, I'm telling you every time we get into this, it's, it's just, it's so good. It helps me too. But first Corinthians nine twenty four through 27 is, is a great verse. And, um, you know, talking about, uh, you know, getting on the, on the right pace or the right, Flow with the Holy Spirit in your life and going forward. But listen to what uh, this translation in the, in the uh, New Living Translation says is that Paul had purpose in what he did. He was pressing, but he had purpose. When I was in that, on that row team, we had a purpose, and that was to beat all those other rowing teams. And, you, you know, when you're rowing, I didn't look around and, and put my head to the left or to the right. They would tell you, you look straight ahead. You look straight ahead at the person in front of you and you keep your head still and you would use your arms and row. Well, Paul, the same way, he said, I have purpose in the way I live. Listen to this. He said in verse 25 in the New Living Translation, he said, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. Isn't that great? See, when, when athletes train, what do they, they, they might train four years for the Olympics. They train four years and then they get to the, you know, they get on that, you know, next year or whatever, they go to the Olympics and they're they, they all ready, they're poised, ready to win that prize, right? What do they get? A gold medal. Nobody wants a silver. Nobody really wants the bronze. They want the gold, right? But what's going to happen to that? It's going to sit on a shelf, right? It's going to fade away, like this this verse says, but we, when we train, we train for an eternal prize. He said, so I run with purpose in every step I take. I'm not just shadow boxing. I'm not just shadow boxing. Have you ever seen somebody shadow box? They have their, you know, they have their boxing gloves on, and they can see their shadow, and so they're just, you know, they're, they might be just doing that to practice or whatever, but it, it's weird because you're, you're not making any really any progress. Listen, we want to make progress in our walk with God. He says, so I run with purpose in every step. I like uh, the um, AMPC on this. Listen to this in verse 25. He says, now every athlete who goes into training cons- conducts himself temperately and restricts himself in all things. And Why do they do it? They do it to win a wreath that will soon wither. But we do it to receive a crown of eternal blessedness that cannot wither. I like verse 26 here. It says, therefore, I don't run uncertainly without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an uh, adversary. But I do do it like a boxer. I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. (laughs) I discipline it by hardships and subdue it for fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit, not stand the test to be approved and rejected as a counterfeit. Oh, my goodness, this verse. He, but this verse 27, and I'm not going to get into this because we're going to carry this over into the next podcast. But he's basically saying, look, I, I, you know, I am not easy on myself. I'm going to handle myself in a way that I'm going to have progress in my life. And when other people look at my life and when I preach and when I teach, people are going to look and say, yep, yep, he, he does what he preaches. He, he does hear from God. He does these things. And see, this is how we need to treat ourselves. We we're, Sometimes we're, we're so easy on ourselves. I mean, I've seen people in... in ministering over the years and the years that we have they're either super easy on themselves or they're super hard on themselves and I believe we need to come over to the middle and say you know what self you need to get up out of bed this morning and you need to read your bible you need to get up and you need to do these things and in not be super hard to where you know people know when they're being hard on themselves and they actually they actually need help sometimes in that area. And then there's people, you know when you're being super easy on yourself and you're lazy, right? You know that. And so and nobody needs to tell you either way. But, but you, need to, you need to understand that for you to go forward, you need to ask God, hey, where is it I'm missing it? Why aren't things flowing? Why isn't my boat going forward? Why am I just sitting? And he'll show you. Because the Bible says he will show you things to come. He is a good God, and he cares about you. He cares about your life. He cares about your family, and he wants you to make progress. He doesn't want a bunch of kids. Uh, you know. He calls us sons and daughters. He doesn't want a bunch of kids that don't, aren't making any progress. Would you want your 12- your, your or 13-year-old to be still on a first-grade level? No, you want your kids to go to school and to keep on progressing, right, in the grades. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to continue to grow in the things of God so that we can help other people, so that we can have a testimony that is not just for us. We didn't get saved just for us. We got saved so we can proclaim, so we can share the good news, right? And so I'm going to leave you with those things today. We're going to pick this up on the next podcast right here on this verse. And we're going to continue in these things. It's been great to be with you. I hope you and your families are doing well. I hope God is moving in your life and you're seeing progress in your daily walk with God uh, through these podcasts. Well, until next time, have a great week. And we'll see you next week on Everyday Revival.